Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton, joined today by Mark Hemingway, senior writer with the Weekly Standard, who's going to help us sort out what's going on at the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. But first, a little shameless commerce. The Daily Standard Podcast is brought to you by Away Travel. Your luggage shouldn't cost more than your plane ticket. Away Travel's luggage is designed with the highest quality materials and still under $300. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com standard20 and use the promo code standard20 during checkout. Mark Hemingway, welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. Glad to be back. Glad to have you here. So, employees at the Consumer Financial Protection Board today were getting emails from two people claiming to be the acting director of the agency. Um, what gives? <laughs> well, it's kind of a crazy situation. It involves the you know the way the a very unusual way that the CFPB, as it's called, was created, um, and and sort of the rules governing it. They designed the law of the agency to be. Um, unnaturally, and, and from the beginning, critics have argued unconstitutionally uh, independent in terms of uh, oversight. So basically what happened here was Richard Cordray was appointed by Obama to a five-year term to head the CFPB, announced that he was leaving, and then the speculation is that he's going to run for governor of Ohio. And when he left, he appointed a, uh, he left notice saying that his deputy would be, you know, filling in for him uh, while, in, in, in his, in, while he departs. However, there was a federal lawsuit uh, last fall um, that basically said that um, the president had the right to appoint whoever he wanted to run the CFPB because previously and somewhat incredibly when they created the CFPB as part of the Dodd-Frank law in 2010 they said that uh, um, the president could only fire the head of the CFPB essentially for cause in other words the president would have to prove that the CFPB guy was not doing his job which is just an incredible thing when you think about it the basic idea that, constitutional principle being that an executive agency should be responsible to the president as a fundamental way for the agency to be politically accountable to the people. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and and there's, there's no real oversight here. In fact, the CFPB takes in fines and all kinds of other money and doesn't turn that money over to the Treasury. In fact, they keep their own money and they, you know, award that money as they see fit, which, you know, basically makes uh, the head of the CFPB a somewhat powerful quasi-dictator in terms of, you know, exercising fe- federal government authority. It's a pretty remarkable situation. So he's got money them. coming in, so they're not dependent on the power of the purse from Congress. And they're not answerable to the president. Who are they answerable to? That has been the question uh, since the beginning, and, and critics have screamed bloody murder about that exact issue. And and I think that they've done so with a good cause. Um, you know, it's true that there are independent agencies. You know, like the SEC and other regulatory bodies that people. You know, and the Supreme Court has historically upheld their sort of right to exist. But but the independent agencies like the SEC and FCC and other things, they tend to have bipartisan boards that oversee everything. Whereas again, you just have one guy appointed. Uh, in this case, by a Democratic president overseeing an entire federal agency, and he's totally unaccountable to the president? I mean, that, that seems to be what they're saying. What I like is that uh, Leandra English, who is the competing uh, acting director who was appointed by Cordray, the outgoing director of the CFPB, um, she was not deputy director until just a couple of days ago when she was elevated to the deputy position so that she would take over as acting director when Cordray 
left, which means that Cordray is not only in a position to leave it to his assistant, he names the deputy, thus doubly making it something that is outside of any politically accountable realm. Yeah, it's, it is a pretty crazy situation. Um, and also, I, I don't think they necessarily have the law on their side, uh, which is sort of fascinating because, you know, now there's a lawsuit from English, I believe, challenging Trump's authority uh, over the agency, which— Tr- Trump has used his authority, of course, to appoint Mick Mulvaney— Yeah, sorry. The, but, the budget director. Yeah, the Office of Management and Budget head, Mick Mulvaney, who's been a con- pretty consistent and harsh critic of the CFPB in the way that it operates. Um, and this, understandably, has people at the CFPB a bit worried. You have to remember, the CFB, CFPB was created as sort of a liberal darling. I mean, it was um, Elizabeth Warren's pet project, you know, to create this federal agency that would, you know, look out for the little guy, you know, in, in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis. It's not a bad idea to look out for the little guy, but let's let's try to do it in a constitutional fashion. Oh, and aside from a constitutional fashion, you know, why do we create new agencies? I mean, you know, there are already all kinds of regulatory bodies, you know, uh, the FCC, FDIC, and there's all kinds of financial regulatory authorities. You know, why not, you know, enforce the existing rules and, you know, make hold the people that are supposed to already be, you know, looking out for the little guy accountable um, by Congress as opposed to creating an independent agency that has no accountability and can run off and, and do whatever they want. And further, they've been criticized for not doing a very good job of it. They reached a very quick settlement over this uh, Wells Fargo fraud case that came about recently that prompted congressional hearings about why the CFPD did so little uh, to go after Wells Fargo considering the damage that they had done. Well, at least in the competition between um, uh, rival heads of the CFPB, Mulvaney is ahead because he brought donuts to the office right. this morning. Well, it seems to be that the employees thus far seem to be, uh, um, based on anecdotal evidence, I should say, that are responding more to Mulvaney and, and the legitimate authority than the challenge from uh, um, um, Ms. English. Uh, but I, I wonder what's happening here because, you know, like I mentioned before, that there's a lawsuit going on challenging Trump administration's authority to do this. And I suspect... And I don't think the law is on their side. In fact, on the Weekly Standard's website, there's a great explainer by um, a lawyer, Shannon Kaufman, who talks about how there's a there was a law passed in the late 90s that basically, you know, should supersede whatever, you know, regulations were written into the CFPB in terms of line of succession, which are vague as it is. Plus, there was a situation that came about in the Bush administration where this law was interpreted in a way that would be very favorable to the current situation. So um, by dragging this into court, I think that the liberals may end up going the authority uh, even further that the CFPB has. So I, I don't quite understand what the game plan here is because, you know, as we say from the outside, it looks just evidently insane that you, you appoint this dictator ahead of this agency that collects money from, you know, American businesses and American taxpayers and has authority to do whatever they want with it. It's nuts. Mark Hemingway, thanks for joining us on the Daily Standard podcast. Thank you. Support for the Daily Standard podcast comes from Away Travel Luggage. Away Travel uses high-quality materials while offering a much lower price compared to other brands by cutting out the middleman and selling directly to you. Choose from a variety of colors and four sizes, the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large. All the suitcases are made with premium German polycarbonate, unrivaled in strength, an impact resistance, and very lightweight. On the bottom of the bags come four 360-degree spinner wheels. On the top, a TSA-approved combination lock. 
My favorite feature is that the carry-ons are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, e-readers, and anything else that's powered by a USB cord. A single charge of the Away carry-on will charge your iPhone five times. There's a lifetime warranty. If anything breaks, Away Travel will fix or replace it for you for life. There's also a 100-day trial. Live with it. Travel with it. Instagram it. If at any point you decide it's not for you, return it for a full refund, no questions asked. And remember, the holidays are coming up. Away travel bags and accessories make for the perfect gift with their lifetime guarantee and 100-day trial. So there's a perfect size and color for everyone on your list this holiday season. There's a special offer for listeners of the Daily Standard podcast. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com standard20 and use the promo code STANDARD20 during checkout. That's it for the Daily Standard Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.